Why wait until Friday to start your weekend? Go ahead, start right now. You're thirsty now, and 93.7 The Ticket is here to help you stock up. Just in time for the weekend when I like to hit the clubs. Time to broaden your horizons and try some new wine and beer. It's Thirsty Thursday with Kevin Meyer from Meyer's Cork and Bottle. Popping some bubs for New Year's. Nice. <laughs> oh, this, just from the can alone. Just from the can alone. Sorry, I got a little on the microphone. Look, <laughs> nobody would be near that until sun, until Sunday anyway. Well, that's right, true. Cool. Yeah. Say, there's a lot worse on that microphone that's up against your face right now. Fair. So, yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I Don't. saw someone tweeted out... Uh, it's not the uh, Omicron variant unless it comes from the Omicron region in France. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just sparkling COVID. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that because we're, we're popping some bubbles and <laughs> serving a couple of different purposes. Number one, uh, celebrating the uh, uh, success of the station and the, uh, uh, the contributions that Happer and Schaefer and Tom Stevens all have made. They've all become friends of mine and at one point or another we've done the thirsty thirsty segment i think with everyone in the station wow it, except for nick but nick as soon as he's 21 you're my first guy two bro. months two months two months nick all right has that cool. Cool. over there two months fantastic he says so uh two months. you know at this point uh you know it's 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 bittersweet because you you love them and you you want to have them around forever but i always tell people when when I hire them is if your lifelong goal is to work for me, I don't want you working for me. Right. Um, I want people that are goal oriented. I want people that uh, have something that they can bring to the table and they're, they're looking to um, for self growth and, uh, and, and you know, that I don't have to just hold their hand to get them to do their job. They're doing it as a means to go to another place. And, uh, and that, that's certainly what they what they're doing, and and I applaud them for it, and, and I'm proud to call them friend, and I'm proud to have done uh, the the show with them on several different occasions. Well said, sir. So what we are having is technically not a champagne, but it's still French <laughs> and it's still bubbles. This is called Francois Francois Montand, and this is a uh, brut rosé. So um, how they make the rosé is that the traditional grapes that champagne is made from, two of the three are, are red, and, and one of them is white, and they allow the skins to stay in contact after they do the crush, a process called what, Mark? That's maceration. That is maceration. That's how it comes out pink is because of the skins. And then this is done in uh, what's known as, uh, sometimes it's called method traditionnel, other times it's called method champenois, which means champagne method. And essentially what that means is that, uh, among other things, is that the secondary fermentation that gives the wine bubbles happens in the bottle. And uh, basically from start to finish, when you press the juice and you introduce yeast, it ferments into carbon dioxide and alcohol. And initially the wines are, uh, the carbon dioxide is allowed to escape out of the uh, sparkling wine. So it's it's still, meaning it doesn't have any bubbles at all. And... um, then after the wines have sat on the lees, which means the spent yeast and uh, the sediment in the bottle, 
uh, over time, they then do a process called disgorgement, where they remove the temporary seal and they allow that lees and that m- mixture of kind of schmutz uh, to escape out of there. And they add what's called a dosage, which is essentially uh, wine and sugar. And um, the dosage will dictate the end level of sweetness a lot of times. Um, and what happens, though, then they add the cork in the cage. Uh, the cage is called the mucilet, which is the French word for muzzle. And uh, it undergoes a secondary fermentation. This time around, though, the CO2 is being trapped inside of the bottle and therefore creating a sparkling wine, and that's how it's made. This feels like spring. Oh. New beginnings. One could surmise. You're good at that, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the rosé or the the skin contact to the grapes adds an, a little bit of tannin, which is some you know sort of some structure. To me, it also adds some fresh like strawberry notes, hmm. very subtle, uh, but just just a fresh, ripe fruited note. Even though this is a brute, which is dry, um, and uh, is just really really refreshing and and uh, just excites the palate and and to me is is uh, worth celebrating. Well, my my brain. Is has been trained to see pink and think sweet, right? Right, and it's it's not, it's not, and that's something I have to get out of my mind when it comes to rosés. Is thinking pink wine equals sweet because that's not necessarily the case with the rosé. Exactly, and that's what White Zinfandel did to everyone. Sure, sure. And so you know, back in the eighties, when your mom was drinking White Zinfandel, it was pink and it was sweet. And generally speaking, if the wine was pink, it was sweet. Rosés are kind of undergoing a renaissance and so traditional rosés which are dry are very 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 popular especially in the warmer months and uh and you can do it with sparkling wine you can do it with still wine but it's really cool because it's kind of a hybrid of red and white so it's essentially a white wine made from red grapes uh but it's right in the middle and you drink it chilled like a white but it has a little bit of tannin like a red and uh so it's just kind of uh, the best of both worlds this is this is for grown-ups this is the mature champagne drinker. This isn't for the for somebody young who wants to dabble. No, this is grown folks who have a reason to drink well. <laughs> That's the space. And believe it or not, these are twenty bucks. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say you're talking about men of means, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be a man of means to enjoy such high flavor. By no means. Ha. Well, some king means. of the road. <laughs> some means. Yeah, some. some, some. Um, <laughs> you got 20 bucks in your pocket? Yeah, 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 you know? yeah no. Can't be <laughs> and so that sort of harkens back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, so Champagne is a very specific place in northern France where they make sparkling wine. Now, if the wine does not come from that region, it cannot be called Champagne. It, therefore, it's just sparkling wine. Sometimes the French will also call them a Cremant, which is a basically, the def- by definition, a sparkling wine that's French that's not from Champagne. Hmm. Um, let's face it, you do pay a bit of a premium for the history and the prestige of the more popular regions in France for the wines to come through there. So, um, a wine from Bordeaux of similar quality is going to fetch a higher price than it would from a place like Minervois or, um, you know, just sort of a lesser known region or even California for that matter, or Argentina, um, and uh, sparkling wines that come from the Champagne region that are Champagne 
generally are going to start in that 40 to $45 a bottle range and then go north of that. Yeah. So yeah. finding a champagne under that price point is um, a true champagne is, is hard. Now, that being said, there are wonderful sparkling wines made from all over the world that don't cost 40 50 bucks a bottle. Um, as this one is a perfect example, Francois Montand Brut Rosé, 20 bucks, drinks like a real champagne just without the champagne price tag. Yeah, I would, I would applaud that. Well done. Well done. It's making me a little burpy, though. I'm that is the rough that. part about talking on the air, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that it could, could happen at any time, and people are just listening, and then if it does happen, it's like, oh. Yep, sorry about that, folks. Burpy. Yeah. Gross. No, burpy. Did, did yeah. burp on the air? <laughs> burpy. Well, you said it was for mature drinkers. You don't have to be <laughs> entirely mature. Yeah, well, 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 there's that part. There's that part. I'm fully in- I understood what you meant. Burper. Beer? So, yeah, we're totally changing gears here. Uh, this is kind of different. And uh, I think it's going to perhaps test DP's oh. boundaries. I like but, when we do that. But also, I think, stay within the ring. So, oh. it's, a, it's a gentle push of the boundaries. Oh. Right. Here we go. I even poured you a little extra. I, <laughs> look, I come on. You know, even from a distance, like my body knows. It's like <laughs> you were excited when you saw the can. I love the can. <laughs> so this is a brown ale, but made with marshmallows, and uh, it comes from a brewery called Wild Onion Brewery, and they're out of Illinois. And it's called the Stay Puffed Brown Ale, <sighs> brewed with marshmallows. Think so, of something positive. Think of something. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, DP. M- remember that barrel age stuff we did yeah this is only five and a half percent so this is just a light easy drinking uh brown ale and so instead of adding lactose like a lot of producers will do in their stouts Mm. especially their sweet stouts or their brown ales to sweeten them up they're using marshmallows and it adds fermentable sugars and uh creates some sweetness and you can't put that on the can and then have it be Good only five and a half percent. I was I was expecting something much heavier. Just looking at it, smelling it, it's I thought it was gonna light, be much. It's lightly sweet, even yeah. a little chocolatey. You know what? It's it's. I it, I thought it was gonna be heavy and strong, and it's not. It's really not. It's it's very even, palatable. How do you describe this? How do you describe this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like like a kid eating a green bean, right? <laughs> He is, but you know, I'm consistent. Hey, I'm consistent. I'm consistent. Just like you were talking about, you you're tasting with your eyes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm and I'm, he was tasting with his eyes, and he's like, like literally, we need to blindfold him and let him taste it. But yeah, true. That we can we can do that next year. <laughs> Just to not let me know. Um, okay, so cleansing the brain, uh-huh. which is more important than cleansing uh-huh. the palate. Okay. It surprises you, doesn't it? I don't hate it. <laughs> See, I we're praise. pushing the boundary. I, I don't hate it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me let me, let me get through I it. Really it's going to grow on it. you. Let me. Let me let, let's, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> is that I have? I, I need to put down my your preconceived notions. Yes, but now I have to identify it. Like, what is it? First of all, it's drinkable. I'll give it that. Very drinkable. It's the first checkbox. Checkbox drinkable. Not burpable. Not burpable. Not chuggable. Yeah. Not need you don't need to to to, to, to go at that level. Is this a fire over a fire and with s'mores? 
beer. Not just because it has marshmallows in it, but I think yes, that's the vi- like that's the lean fireplace or fire pit. Yeah, know? yeah, like that's that's where this belongs, and it's got that little sweetness from the marshmallows. I also get a little bit of chocolate note yeah. in there. It reminds me of early versions of Snow Beast from Kincader. Yeah, it, it's got kind of the, the cereally, the Lucky Charm sort of vibe going to sure. it. But but you're right with, with some chocolate thrown in. If there. you could, if 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 s'mores was a beer, this is yeah, it. Yeah. That's basically what they're going for, is that they're going for that marshmallowy, chocolatey, graham crackery sweetness uh, without being cloying. But uh, crispity, crunchity? No, wait, yeah. that's something else. Yeah. Well, but yeah, we're in that in that mindset. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going to say that I would buy it. Wow, I would buy it. I would buy it once. I'm not sure I would buy it regularly, but there would be a time slightly chilled outside, fire pit, sitting around it. You getting a single can from the mix and match, or are you going all in on a four pack? I'll get a four pack because I, 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 I wouldn't be embarrassed by sharing. There you go. Yeah. Right? There like, you go. I'm like, here, my friend, and it's for my friends, not for strangers. So there's another plus, <laughs> right? Things I can serve to people I don't care about is one thing. Right. <laughs> this is like, I like you. Be curious. Yeah, try this. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you were sitting around a campfire and you were roasting marshmallows and you could say, hey, check this out. This is a marshmallow brown ale to have with our marshmallows. How thoughtful am I? And <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's kind of cheeky. There's some it, cheeky to it. Right. But it grows on you, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, very drinkable. Yeah, it's I, it's it's that, not like the Bourbon County stuff, right? You don't push, you don't have to force it down. It doesn't have a record. It's smooth, right? <laughs> it doesn't grow hair on it, your knuckles. It bounced a few checks, but it doesn't have a record. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it's made some mistakes. Yeah, but, you know. yeah, we made some bad decisions at at one thirty at the bar, but. We forgave him because we understood, and and it's re- redeeming himself. Yeah, like itself. he got up the next day and went to work, and right. you know <laughs> performed, and <laughs> yeah, just the face on the on the can. Show show that face to the to the camera because you know stay it, stay puffed brown ale from Wild Onion Brewing in uh, in Illinois. Yeah, it's a badass marshmallow. It is yeah. kind of a badass marshmallow. Um, from the text line, if when do you think you'll get some of the wines from? Is it Gudgel Ranch? G U D G E L. That I, I'm not familiar with. That it is it, it is it local. And then it says shout out to my buddy Mark getting a wine made. I don't know what that is. Shout out, Mark. Another Mark. I don't, hey, I'm Mark. assuming it's not me. Okay. Mark making wine. Okay. Yeah, hey, yeah. Know, I, 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 I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, we carry a a, a, a small but decent selection of, of various Nebraska wines in the store. And, uh, you know, just like with the beer, we want to support local whenever possible. And the one thing that I've noticed about Nebraska wines, though, generally speaking, the people that are buying them aren't necessarily buying them for themselves. They're buying them as a gift to give to someone else uh, as kind of more of a novelty. Say, hey, we make wine in Nebraska as well. And, um, uh, you know, they've gotten better. The winemakers have gotten better. The... uh, uh, the vines are getting some age on them, and so they're producing better quality fruit. It's it's a different ball game though, because they're they're hybridized from a species of grape called Vitis riparia. The traditional wine grapes, like your you know what you've heard of Merlot, Cabernet, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, all those are from a different species called Vitis vinifera. And um, 
what they've done is they've grafted them onto rootstock so that it grows like a, a wine vine, looks like a wine vine, but it's actually from uh, a hybrid of the old Missouri Riverbank wild vines that your grandmother would make like jams and jellies from. Um, and, but they've you know genetically engineered them to be wine grapes, and, and they're getting better and better and better all the time. Um, the trouble is we just see so much of the extremes here in Nebraska where the bitter, bitter, bitter cold and then the super, super, super hot and everywhere in between. And so those grapes ripen really, really fast. Now, traditional wine grapes, um, they like to mature slowly because they develop more chemical compounds that way. So if you get more of the contrast of warm days and cool nights, uh, they, they develop more chemical compounds and create a wine of more complexity. So it's just it's one of those things where um, it's not not necessarily a square peg in a round hole. Uh, but it's uh, it's one of those things that is going to be different because of where it comes from. All right. Can you see this one? Yeah. Nice. nice looking bottle. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Gudgel Ranch. Maybe they're uh, not distributing in Lincoln yet. Or if they have, we just haven't been approached yet. But uh, certainly not opposed to it. Yeah, it says it comes out of Napa Valley. Well, oh. I'd be happy Napa to do Valley. it. Napa Valley. Okay. Well. Whoa. And again, they might not see distro in, in Nebraska yet. You know, there are processes that you have to go through in terms of licensing and establishing a, a contract with a wholesaler and, and that sort of thing. Um, you can go consumer direct, uh, which then that bypasses your old Uncle Kevin. We don't want that. We want you to come see us. <laughs> but, Don, if you want to provide some Gudgel Ranch, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Gudgel Ranch wine, we'll try it. Yeah, I, I think mean, it would go really well with these meat sticks. That it's for in. sure. Yeah. yeah, we need to thank Gabe for dropping off meat sticks and, and beverages as well. Yeah, Coke for Coke for Nick over there. Yeah, like he thought of you. Although <laughs> Nick may have to fight me for the Cokes. Need a little pick-me-up, DP? I've only, well, no, <laughs> I, I try to get a river, you know, away from it. But I'm like, it's the end of the year. I deserve a splurge. You sure. It has to happen. You I mean, can't sure. make a, a New Year's resolution if you don't have something that you need to get better at. Well, yeah, so know? I'm going so. to get really bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what people do with wine and champagne and beer on New Year's Eve. Let me consume so much of it that I don't want any of it for a while. Right. That That's kind of how this goes through. So Jeremy thinks that Kevin Meyer needs his own ticket weeknight show doing wine tastings. Yes. I, I'm on board. There we'll uh, we'll talk about it. Do yeah. we have to do we have to fight over co-host duties on that one? No, 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 no. no. Well, I want to be a, I want to be a, a taster on that show. Well, I do not want to be a host. Oh, what? you just want to sit on the side? Yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm full out. Like I want to be in the audience going ooh, <laughs> ah. Like, <laughs> but here's what we got to do is so I live out in the country uh, down near Roca, and so we're gonna have stop, to do it stop remotely. bragging. Everybody knows where you live in the place of states with Myers. <laughs> Come on, man. Nobody needs to hear that. I'm you. just saying we got to do it remotely, man. <laughs> And I, you know, if I'm, yeah, if I'm, uh, from if a I'm beach doing... in Bahama, I'm going to zoom call in all the cool stuff I'm drinking and eating. <laughs> sure. Kevin Meyer. Hey, live your less, best life. Man. That's all. That's all it's about. Were you you saying only we... go around one time. Were you saying we need to go on location yes. for, for the show? Cause yes. sure. Where sure. would we go? Where would we go? The yeah. frog need... farm. Yeah. The frog farm. I'm in simple biz. I yeah. got, I got equipment. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. See, we learn. <laughs> Can listeners of age come and taste? <laughs> We'll, we'll if there's any, if we'll there's have, any left over, we'll uh, have guest tasters. Well, you have guest tasters. My you wife will love this. Everybody, you charge everybody ten bucks to. There you go. To be a, pays for itself. Yeah. She actually listens to the show, and and I right now I guarantee she's going shut up, <laughs> shut up. No, we're not doing that. No, shut we're up. not. No, we're not. Thank you, guys. Sir. That's good stuff, though. 
Hey, I want to wish you all a uh, very happy new year. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, helping promote my, my business. And, uh, and hopefully I bring a little something to the table too. You do. And it's appreciated. And I'm not sure I want to pass you off to Strick and Bob. <laughs> I know it's convenient for you to just, you know, have a beverage and, and leave, but You're doing some morning drinking, is that what you're saying? I'm think well, I'm thinking in that ten thirty Mm. So you so you can be here. Yeah, yeah. and then bounce. <laughs> <laughs> bounce. You you're gonna do what Kevin wants to do. Yeah is what you're saying. Yeah. Drink and go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the fun part. <laughs> I know. It's good we'll marketing and, and we'll work on it. The old guy gets off a little early yeah. on Thursdays. We'll work on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. Thank you, guys. Hey, appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. And Mark? Happer and Tom and Schaefer, if you're listening, miss you guys. Congratulations and uh do well. Best of success to all of you and uh I appreciate knowing you. Call now, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline. Call Nick Trivia up next on Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.